when they said like, oh no, Captain Morgan, I was like, I looked around my <laughs> house to nobody and I'm like, really? What? What are we doing? <laughs> I just had my Morgan uh, beer or whatever it is next to me. Oh, you had some Captain Morgan beer? Yeah. Huh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Send me, send me photo evidence of that, you piece of shit liar. <laughs> Salvador, you gave yourself away. You're a 14-year-old. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another arc of my first anime. If this is your first time joining us, our concept is we took three people of varying experience levels and exposure to anime, and we are just going through and seeing what happens. I am your middle ground, Chris Bailey. I guess I'm the higher ground, Salvador, also known as Monkey. And I am the newbie, the low ground, Anthony Vaught. And this week is uh, a very special week because, A, we are doing One Piece, a kind of smattering of episodes, and B, this is brought to us by a special guest from uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, or my personal favorite podcast of all time, Hey Riddle Riddle, uh, at Orfi. Anime, anime, ooh la la. Thank you all for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. So right off the bat, we just want to know, like, what is your relationship with anime? How did you and anime meet? Ooh, I feel like maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe the only anime that I've seen is when I was in high school, maybe grade school as well, I would come home from school and on Cartoon Network, I think Dragon Ball Z would be on. So I started to to watch that daily. Um, So I got very into Dragon Ball Z. And then, oh, I guess also um, I've seen a lot of Miyazaki. Is that, that's considered mm-hmm. anime, yeah, right? totally. So I think those are maybe the only two. I'm sure I've seen other, uh, other things, but I just can't remember. But those are maybe the two, the two big ones. Sure. And uh, One Piece was your request. So what is it that drew you to One Piece? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the only reason I, because you said like anything you want to check out, the only reason I want to watch this was I maybe like a year ago I was looking at like a list of like the top 25 Nintendo Switch games you should you should check out uh, b- that that aren't like the big properties or something and at number 17 or something was a guy in a straw hat w- on a pirate <laughs> ship with who was like you know with a elongated fist flying everywhere and they're like this is based on the anime One Piece and I'm like that looks fun as hell and I don't know okay. what it is but then I would c- casually see stuff pop up every once in a while, and I was like, I think I'd, I think I'd really like this. I think I'd really like this. Well, I'm just gonna tell you right now, One Piece is fucking fun. That's like the best thing about this anime. It's just, it's fun. It's story driven, like completely off the wazoo, and it's super fucking long. So that's always fun. Yeah, and for context, for like me and Sal, we. I don't know about him specifically, but I have been following One Piece for literally half my life at this point wow how how long has it been around uh it, so the manga started in 1997 okay and the anime started in 1999 nice and i start i got into it probably like 15 years ago yeah uh it came into the states in 2004 
And that's when I watched it. And I watched it as a uh, Saturday cartoon on the Full Kids Network. Very cool. I got to be honest, when I saw the title, I first thought it, for, for a long time, I thought it was about like bathing suits. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> sure. I, oh, yeah, One Piece. You know, you have a bikini or a One Piece. Um, yeah. It's really fun to search for it on the internet. You get a lot of One Piece swimsuits. <laughs> But yeah, I was I was very excited to uh, to to dip my toes in the One Piece waters. Well, yeah, let's uh, we'll just jump straight into it. Um, oh, actually, did you do sub or dub? Out of curiosity, I almost exclusively do subs, unless it's like I know with some Miyazaki, like they'll get someone like Michael Keaton or something. So so I'll I'll usually do both, so I can hear it both ways. But mm-hmm. but if if I can only watch it once or for whatever reason, you know, um, it's limited. I just watch the the subs. I'm I'm okay. just saying you're a true man. That's all because everybody everybody agrees that subs are better than dubs. So, We're oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying I'm not I'm not gonna put any codes in the file, but subs better than dub. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Wait, when I legally you have to say that or you will be crucified. I, I like this guy. When I went to go watch Parasite, I watched the sub. Because they didn't have no dub. Because they knew don't dub Parasite, and we all know dub um, Parasite's a fantastic movie. So that's mm-hmm. all. It's hard agree. Th- thank you. Yeah, hot takes coming in. <laughs> <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. E- even though I did, I did make fun of his uh, his introduction to me. I I agree with him. Oh, we <laughs> we don't have to discuss this at the platform at all. Okay. Actually, actually, uh, sorry, I do want to bring it up. So I said hi. Yeah. I said, hi, I'm Adel, when we first started recording, and then Anthony said, hi, I'm Anthony, and then Chris said, hi, I'm Chris, and then Salvador said, hi, I'm also Salvador. Exactly. And I said, was there another Salvador? I'm also Salvador. And then I Uh, said, the next time I meet someone and they say, like, hi, I'm Kevin, I'm going to go, hi, I'm also Adel, just just to really (laughs) throw him for a loop. Well, you see, Adel, I'm I'm Uh, not even laughing, so that was not even funny. I don't know why you bring that back up. (laughs) I really hope you do that because I think it's hilarious and I don't have the courage to do it. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank someone you. out there needs to bring that out into the world. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm just going to start taking us through the episode. And anytime you feel like you have anything you want to interject, just go for it, please. Per- perfect. Thank you. Uh, so episode one. And yeah, whatever. I'll talk about that later. Episode one. I'm Luffy, the man who will be king of the pirates. And we're going to skip the intro, even though it feels like a. No, no, we have to talk about friend. it. We have to talk about it. The lyrics, when you do subs, the lyrics to this song are like bad high school poetry. It's just so, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it makes more sense in the native language, but it's just so, it's just all over the place where it's like, we're going to ride ingenuity into the forever. And you're like, what's going on? Well, I don't see what doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, adult. No, when, when me and Chris was growing up on One Piece back in 2004, when I was a young okay. lad, some would say. A young boy. Okay. And that's B-O-I, because um, why would he put a Y in there? Um, sure. <laughs> we, Ch- we actually... Boy. <laughs> uh, back then, when they put animes back uh, into the States, they actually changed the theme songs. And they changed the theme songs mm-hmm. to rap songs. What? So they would get more people. Yeah. I, <laughs> if you would like to uh, subject yourself to the worst, maybe the worst thing ever made... <laughs> um, <laughs> In the general channel of this Discord, I have posted the Four Kids rap, which was the original, uh, how One Piece originally came over to the U.S., was dubbed by Four Kids, and they changed a bunch of things. 
uh, and it was truly atrocious. Oh, I was I, wondering what that was. I must hear this. Do they rhyme? It's, do they rhyme like clubber with rubber or something? Oh, Adam, Adam just uh, watch no. it. Just watch it. Just feast, feast, feast your ears on this. Okay. <laughs> it is special. So we start the episode, um, just a barrel floating in the water, and we see a guy asking an orange-haired woman if she wants to dance, which I have some thoughts about how Nami is done in these few episodes we'll talk about later. Um, they haul the barrel onto the boat, and we see some pirates coming up. They are the heart pirates. Uh, they attack the ship. And there's a panic, and we get to see a small snippet between Elvita, the captain, and Kobe, everyone's favorite character, probably. Uh, <laughs> a I, little pink-haired kid. I could not discern. Kobe could be 60 years old. He could be 13 years old. I could not <laughs> I could not figure out what his age was or his deal. He's so weird. The, the fact that he wants to go a huge fan. The fact that he wants to go fishing means he's fucking 60. That's why he that, that means. Like, who wants to go fair. fishing when they're young? <laughs> that's well, then Kobe gets, Kobe's got some serious, like, Benjamin Button going on then, because later in the series, he gets tall and hot. So. <laughs> Ooh, now we're talking. Um, the barrel, meanwhile, rolls down the stairs. Uh, Nami runs onto the deck, sees the pirate ship, nopes immediately back downstairs. Nopes. <laughs> um, as the pirate attack is going on, uh, we get the quick reveal of Nami ripping off her dress to reveal a thief's costume. And I love that she rips it off and is suddenly wearing a bandana as if that was somehow <laughs> concealed by the dress. I do want to say it's not a costume if you're the thing, right? Uh, what? what the- if, if, if you are the thing, it's not a costume. Yeah. So we wouldn't we wouldn't say like. Oh no! There's a fire. Let me put on my firefighter's costume, right? Oh, if, if you're a firefighter, it's a fire. It's a firefighter's outfit, right? So if she is a thief, it's not a thief costume. Fair enough. But I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I do really want professionals to refer to their outfits as costumes, so, dude. I'm gonna fight you every fucking step of the way here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that barrel is downstairs. Pirates are going to pry it open. And outbursts our protagonist, Monkey D. Luffy. Okay. Captain he, of the Straw Hat Pirates, yes. A few things. One, Monkey D. Luffy is the best name of all time. It's, it's really Monkey good. is a family name. Oh, because oh, in, in... That's not a joke. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, in that culture, the, the the last name comes first, right? Correct. Okay. And that's why they call him uh, Luffy-san, right? Luffy, or, yeah. Or Luffy. His, um, my thought was... Is it is it a purpose? There's several of these kind of jokes peppered in where I'm like, I think these are jokes where <laughs> it was a monkey in a barrel, right? Is that the joke? Is like he's in a barrel and it's like a barrel full of monkey. Is that? <laughs> I don't know, but it is now. Okay, because there's a uh, in the in the four or five episodes um, you, you asked me to watch. There's several little jokes where I'm like, oh, that's funny, and then I'm like, did they mean to do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Please call those moments out. Absolutely. And I guess if you guys have any, like, questions about the greater expanse of One Piece, seeing as it's run for 15 years or 25 years, uh, please feel free to ask, and I will do my best to answer in under 45 minutes. Perfect. Question, though. Sleeping in a barrel sounds fucking fun. I feel instant back problems with that. But Luffy is a rubber man, so I don't know if physics works the same way as, as it does for us. 
What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't think he would. I don't think he would get bone problems. Yeah, that's the way I was thinking about it. He does come out of the barrel and immediately says, "Like, what a phenomenal night's sleep." And I don't think he's being sarcastic. <laughs> so we we can only assume that he's most comfortable, kind of uh, tangled up. Yeah, and actually, you mentioned that you know you had watched Dragon Ball Z. Are you feeling the like Goku parallels? A little bit. Here's what here's what I noticed, and I don't know. I'm not experienced enough in anime to know if this is like a thing across the board or if like One Piece is paying homage to Dragon Ball Z. I feel like are these are, are Dragon Ball Z and One Piece both uh, Japanese creations? Yes. Yeah. And uh, my understanding is that Aichiro Oda, the creator of One Piece, does have a lot of reference for Dragon Ball's reverence for Dragon Ball Z gotcha. and uh, Akira Toriyama, the creator. And I don't, again, I don't know if this is a cultural thing or an anime thing or what. I can't help but notice every episode of either Dragon Ball Z or One Piece I've I've watched, they seem to fetishize mouths. <laughs> they, they seem to fetishize mouths, mouth sounds, and eating. Because there is so much in my biggest hang up with Dragon Ball Z was that it was a constant, you know, Vegeta would be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then they'd pan to Piccolo, and P- Piccolo would go, oh, 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 and then they'd go to Goku, and I Goku's like, like, these sounds are from something else. Same thing with One Piece, where it's like, everybody is constantly making, there's it's nonstop ASMR mouth sounds, and then anytime somebody sees food, it's all, everyone, everything revolves around food, and they can't help but eat like little piggies, and... <laughs> And there's just always like close up on mouths or mouths are agape. Like everyone's so incredulous all the time. I, I don't understand. Again, please let me know if this is a cultural thing or if this is specifically these two animes. If I may talk out of my ass. Please. <laughs> um, I think it is partially a cultural thing. I know from like a lot of Japanese video games and other stuff I've experienced, like food is way more important over there okay. than over here. They put a lot of care into like rendering of food and stuff in games and descriptions of it. Um, whether like the Goku Luffy style of just like absolutely gorging yourself all the time, I think is kind of an anime that archetype character thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, as for the mouth stuff, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> um, but but there is a lot of like reaction sounds in anime. People going, <gasps> yeah, it's just it's nonstop, especially when they brought in like the navy the sort of military in the first episode, it's just everybody in the na- or second episode, maybe everyone is just kind of like, oh, 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 oh. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so cartoon. I mean, it's literally cartoonish and I guess we're watching a cartoon, but it, it, it just, I can't help but notice every single second that that happens. Also, I'm just going to say that right now. So it's a, it's like uh something, something that uh, food is good. Like whenever you eat ramen or something like that, it's like a sign of respect or something like that whenever you make slurping sounds. Oh, yeah. I knew that. I knew yeah. that, like, slurping is, like, basically, like, thumbs up to the chef. Exactly. Um, so, And also, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Japan has way better tasting and looking food than, than mm-hmm. we do. Uh, I, I, I assume you, you all are in the U.S., but... Um, yeah. Could be Canadian. I don't know. Uh, the moon. But, uh, the moon. Great. <laughs> the moon's on Eastern time. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, to be fair, um, like bento boxes and sushi and all that is is fantastic. So I could understand their culture revolving around food more than than ours. But our, I guess our our culture revolves around food too. But it's just nastier. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Luffy, having busted out of the barrel, is oblivious to the pirates taking issue with his presence. 
he immediately breaks their swords and they run away in fear um luffy drags kobe around to find some food and starts mowing down on some apples while they talk about the whirlpool that uh luffy survived and how Kobe accidentally joined Elvita's pirate crew. Kobe, why don't you... God, that was really funny. Kobe, why don't you jump out of the fucking boat, dude? When there's people coming to your boat, jump. You're next to the dock. <laughs> jump. <laughs> what did you... Why did you not jump? I do not understand this fucking kid. <laughs> I think it's I w- that scene where Luffy was like, are you a pirate or a passenger? And Kobe's like, it all started back when it does start just laughing my ass off. <laughs> Well, Kobe's. We all understand Kobe's a coward, and he would never. He would never jump because his feet wouldn't let him. Mm-hmm. I do really appreciate this. Um, this series has really phenomenal sort of bosses or like main villains. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's her name? Velveeta. Elvita. Elvita is just like so well done in terms of like. She's kind of dressed like Patsy Cline, I guess. She has this like little <laughs> little cowboy shirt and a kerchief and a, and a cowboy hat. And you're like, yes, this is fantastic. And then uh, all, all those sort of villains, the main villains we meet along the way, have such sort of personality to them. I'll talk about my favorite when we get to it. But but I truly, <laughs> if nothing else, I truly en- enjoyed the villains in this show. Yeah, the villains are, I, I think Axan Morgan, who we're going to talk about soon, is like by far the weakest in the entire series. Agreed. Um and it's like nonstop fantastic villains. Every single arc, the villains are so so good. I'm just saying, Avita uh, or cheesy lady, thanks to Adol, because he's a swimming <laughs> cheese. Thank um, you, Velvita. I was gonna let that one <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just wanted to talk about that uh, since he threw me under the bus. I I my, promote myself. My man, as you a- were driving the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I do like the fact that Vita's like she has to talk to Kobe and. And Kobe's last is to tell the whole, yes, you are the prettiest woman in the sea. Which is how I like to run my crew. So, you guys, who's the funniest person in this podcast? All right, so moving right along. Fucking bitch. <laughs> you guys don't give me anything. <laughs> wow, you guys kermited him. I'm going to be king of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lu- and Luffy kind of goes over some of the stuff we already talked with Kobe, where he's like, man, I hate you. You're a wimp. <laughs> Absolutely. I love Luffy. Luffy does not pull no punches. God, he's like, they yeah. are, they their personalities are the absolute bookends of what's possible in a personality. In terms of <laughs> Luffy, is just like Luffy or Luffy. I'm Luffy. just I'm gonna call him Monkey to make it easier on myself. So okay. Monkey could not could not care less. Monkey is like so sure of himself and just like we'll, we'll figure it out. No worries. I'm hungry. And then Kobe is like the most sort of like nebbishly anxious um constantly shaking like they're they really make quite a duo yeah nami meanwhile is looting around the ship and the guards go back in and report to elvita they or she thinks that they call her a monster some sort of insult and throws her club launching one guy just straight into the ocean oh i think he says there's a monster on board Yes, yeah, and then she's like, who you calling a monster? Luffy get, gives his first declaration of he's going to be king of the pirates, um, which, do we need, are we all, do we all understand, like, the Gold Roger, One Piece stuff? Do we want to talk about that, or do we not care? I I kind of gleaned most of it, where it's like, Gold Roger is this mythical pirate who, who, gathered everything that's possible in the world and put it into a chest 
Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what that means. I'm sure it's like a, it's, I'm sure it's like a philosophical thing where they'll find the chest and then it'll be like a fig tree inside and like isn't that everything you need? Or it'll be like a mirror. I'm I bet a hundred dollars they open up the treasure <laughs> chest in the final episode and it's a mirror and it's like it was inside the one piece was inside you the whole time or something like that. I will be contacting <laughs> you in fifteen years for that hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Also, it's not it's not Gold Vajal, it's GoD Vajal. It's G O L D Vajal. So it's like bec- That's his dad. It's his daddy. It's not his dad. We actually do know, know Luffy's Aww. dad. <laughs> Way to spoil it, Owens. What the fuck, dude? The, we, oh, yes, we've been trying to convince I mean, I, these people to watch One Piece. I'm just going by logic, and if somebody has the same middle initial as you, they're your father. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that tracks. I can't think of any examples of that. That's not true. <laughs> John C. Riley is my dad. <laughs> sure. Nice. But are, are, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the meme of, like, the, the real... Blank is the friends we made along the way. Order Johnny. Yes, yes. Yeah, th- I think One Piece is like responsible for popularizing that, where people would be like, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed if One Piece was the friends we made along the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is such a weird thing to hitch the title of the show to, like such a weird wagon to just be like, yeah, it's One Piece. I understand it's a treasure they're searching, but mm-hmm. but for as vague as the description of the treasure is, it just it just seems wild. Yeah, and, and it's like, I think, there's this weird thing it maybe it comes with like a pin or a certificate or something because the idea is whoever finds it is now the pirate king whatever that means i would have if i created this show i would have absolutely called it um devil food freaks or devil fruit freaks <laughs> okay <laughs> and just be like here they come it's the devil fruit freaks there's the stretchy guy and other folks kobe's <laughs> the worst but people seem to like him da, 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 da. it's already better than the four kids version yeah yeah, we we, did, we they do a bit of um, One Piece talk, and Kobe's like, "You can't do that. Becoming king of the pirates is hard." <laughs> <laughs> and Luffy does his resolve, like, "Yeah, but I'm gonna do it. And if I die trying, that's whatever. I don't care. I'm gonna die fighting for it." Uh, Kobe says that he wants to join the Marines, and Alvita crashes in to ruin their party, thinking that Luffy is Zoro, and tells him that he's. It's like you're not Zoro. He she did and think Luffy, that, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. This episode yep. this episode reminded me just how legit terrifying cannonballs are. Where it's like, can you imagine being on a boat and a in a, you know, 40 pound spherical ball of metal is flat like that's just ter- cannonballs are terrifying. Yeah, that sound <laughs> it sounds miserable. I mean, I think I th- I think growing up I was always like a cannon, the circus. And and now like after having watching some war movies with cannonballs and like the cannonballs would like roll or bounce and like take off legs and stuff mm. cannonballs are absolutely maybe the most scary thing in the world yeah yeah i just watched the patriot the other day and i remember that scene. yeah where it's just bouncing like along like, yeah, and you're like oh. oh that's that's the best weapon anyone could ever possess is a cannon and on the sea you can't really run anywhere no you're just stuck on the boat and that was like a carnival they were on like a carnival cruise line and then this this woman pulls up in her in her little cannonball filled uh, ship the terrifying um luffy has a brief uh combat with Alvita before her crew attacks and he runs away and grabs onto the mast and continues to run screaming <laughs> while his arm stretches out this is the first time i actually see the the devil fruit right yes Power. i believe so and we get our first uh, rocket of the series, one of his signature moves, where he flings back into them. And 
<laughs> we get a little explanation of devil fruits, uh, mystical fruits from the scary ocean that give people superpowers. I'm already on board of the premise. <laughs> yeah, Ed Luffy ate the Gomu Gomu no Mi, which made him a rubber man. Um, Luffy squares up to fight with Elvia as Kobe tries to talk him down and eventually remembers Luffy's resolve and insults Elvita. Oh, I, I love the fact that we got a flashback in the first episode. That's always fun. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I, uh, Adult, in a lot of animes, there's a bunch of flashbacks for no fucking reason. And we got a flashback in the first episode of the first episode. There is a, I, I agree it's pretty wild and sometimes annoying, but I do think that they, there's a few flashbacks in the, in the five episodes that were like stylized. So it was like almost a different art or it was like still frames where they kind of moved the camera around a still frame um, that I thought was actually kind of cool. Just like yeah, a, aesthetically uh, pleasing. Just saying, I'm not a fan of flashbacks. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and this was again back in 90, uh, 99. Yeah, 99. Yeah. I'm oh. so sorry that Sal- Salvador, you knocked on my ally door and I did not answer. <laughs> Where you're like, these flashbacks <laughs> suck, right? And I'm like, they're pretty cool. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like flashbacks. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, Alvita's club attack is ineffective against Luffy because he's rubber. And he hits her with the pistol, launching her into the ocean on top of, sorry, his, his Gomu Gomu no pistol, where he reels back his hand and uh, punches hard, I guess. Not a real <laughs> pistol. Uh, she lands on the crewmate that she launched earlier, and Luffy and Kobe and Nami all disembark the ship. Uh, we get a brief explanation of the Grand Line, which again at this point is basically just a scary ocean. And Luffy decides that Zoro sounds cool, so he should go get him for his crew. And we see a man in the middle of a field crucified with a sick guitar riff. God, the fact there's a guitar riff is so like, what is happening? It seemed like it was very, and I could be dead wrong, but it seemed like it, the way it was shot and the way they showed it and, and just the style and the music, almost sounded, it almost seemed like it was inspired by a Neo Morricone, like the like spaghetti westerns kind of. Oh, sure. I could see that. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of actual pirate influence, at least early in the series, if Morgan isn't, like, a dead giveaway. Yeah, I love Captain... When they said, like, oh, no, Captain Morgan, I was like... I looked around my <laughs> house to nobody, and I'm like, really? What? What are we doing? <laughs> I just had my Morgan uh, beer, or whatever it is, next to me. Oh, you had some Captain Morgan beer? Yeah. Huh, fun. <laughs> yeah, send me, send me photo evidence of that, you piece of shit liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just drinking my Patron uh, soda. I love Patron, Patron soda. soda. Well, Adol, we all know that doesn't come in soda foam. This guy. <laughs> Salvador, you gave yourself away. You're a 14-year-old. <laughs> you, you don't know what alcohol is. All right. Let's go into episode two. Enter the Great Swordsman, Pirate Hunter, Roronoa Zoro. Um, before that, though, I would like to discuss the fact yeah. that Throughout this, uh, throughout the first episode, Luffy does say, uh, "No fail." Like when the people are getting up on him, or when people are attacking him from behind, he's like, "No fail, no fail." But the guy literally has devil fruit powers, and he's complaining the fact that he's getting like bunch of people attacking him at once and all this other stuff. Luffy, you have superpowers. 
Yeah, I did make a middle <laughs> note to like kind of track every time that he actually sneaks up on people. <laughs> and then I completely forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, there's a good bit in episode five where he does that and the show calls him out on it. He's a little hungry, hungry hypocrite. Yeah. But you got to love hypocrites, though. Around this time, they show, um, or somewhere in this episode, I think, they show the mythical devil fruit as like mm-hmm. a, as almost like a cross, right? It was like a horizontal row of eight and a vertical row of six or whatever it is. Yep. Is that supposed to be a, 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 the, the creator's nod to like the dragon balls? Uh, that I don't know, because I actually am not familiar with the shot that you're talking about. No, yeah, it's just it's just the berries in a cross. They just show the the fruit in like a cross. They're like yellow or gold, and they sh- they show them like overlaid or sort of like in a, somebody's mind's eye. They show the 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 every single piece of uh, devil fruit. Well, the problem is there's a million devil fruit basically. Oh, like, really? There's so many. Yeah, yeah oh. there's a ton later. The way yeah. they show it is like th- there's a. F- specific amount in a specific shape like a finite amount yeah so there is in theory because the way they explain it is that once someone eats one they have that power and when they die that fruit will like be replenished into the world oh that's fun but two people can't have the same power and you can only have one um so basically what this show is supposing or positing is that adam and eve had superpowers uh i mean sure that's twice now (laughs) if i stop and think damn it (laughs) Oh, also something we we I think we skipped the episode, but episode four does talk about the death fruits, but we had to skip it just because yeah. of story's sake. Uh, a weakness to the death fruits, though, is you can't swim in water. Yes. Oh, interesting. Uh, like seawater really? specifically, and it's like something to do with like. So they they like start to weaponize sea stone, which has like the elements of the sea, and they use like sea stone handcuffs and shackles to disable devil fruit users, basically. Because there, there's like characters who can turn their whole bodies into like smoke, and obviously it would be impossible to imprison that person. Sucks that monkey wants to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> what's the one occupation that's on the seas? That's the one I want. Yeah, uh, but all the death fruit users are people who's on the seas, so it's kind of like yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, is this one of those things? Don't touch the water. Don't touch lava. So. I don't think anyone exists in this world that isn't on the sea. Everything's like a small island. Yeah. Or a boat. That's what I've gotten so far. Uh, But in episode two, just to kind of move pretty quickly, we go and meet Zoro. um, And the little, a little girl also accompanies Kobe and uh, Luffy to go and give, or to go and see Zoro. And she tries to give him some rice balls. Uh, She is adorable, by the way. The son of Captain Morgan comes in and, Bites the rice ball and starts to stomp it and berate the girl because she made it with sugar, what a which dick. is not how you make rice balls. <laughs> I- I'm just saying uh, that guy's right. Like, lady, learn how to cook before you try to feed poisonous food <laughs> to another human being. How dare that seven year old? Yeah, right. This this guy with the Prince Valiant haircut and the butt chin is just the butt chin, so yeah. so fucking funny. And he has a mo- here's another one of the moments I'll call out is he's dressed in like John Travolta Saturday Night fever wear he has like a 70s lapels out um full outfit and there's a point where he's talking to Zoro, and he says like good luck staying alive and as he says staying alive he points his finger up in the air like travolta's famous pose oh my so god that, okay that was another of like the monkey in the barrel where i was like oh staying alive with his finger in the air dressed like a like travolta that's a clear tip of the hat to, to you know 70s culture wow that's actually really good i buy that Oh, yeah, so Morgan orders the little girl thrown over the wall. 
which one of the Marines reluctantly does. I love the Marine does tell her, like, um, like put yourself in a ball form. You won't get hurt as bad. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Tuck and roll. Yeah. <laughs> which she does not do. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> she just <laughs> ragdolls over that wall. She doesn't know how to cook rice balls. You think she knows how to put herself in a ball? <laughs> this girl doesn't follow She directions. knows how to do it. I love that you're about to, like, yoke a girl, <laughs> like, 300 feet in the air, and you, like, whisper to her, like, stay safe, and then you just, like, yeah. <laughs> You can't disobey. You get the axe yeah. to the face. Luffy catches her, and then uh, we learn that Zoro will be crucified for 10 more days because he's uh, there for a month, which makes sense. People can handle that. Uh, Luffy goes and talks to him, and before Luffy leaves, Zoro demands the rice ball. And eats it and says it was good. Which Aww. Luffy then reports to the little girl. There, there was a good conversation with uh, Kobe and Luffy. Where they're talking, uh, Kobe's talking about how Zoro's like the evil demon guy. And Luffy's like, let me let me go talk to him see, to see how he really is. Like, Luffy is just like a straight up guy. Like, he, he, would, he would go and see how you are first. See if you're really a bad guy or not. Doesn't make any assumptions. And sees if you're a good person or not. Which I like about Luffy. If nothing else, he's straight to the point. Yeah. Yes. Luffy is very straight to the point. <laughs> Always. He doesn't really, yeah, he doesn't really know, like, social norms. Like, he's the kind of guy at, at a party, if you were, like, looking around the room or looking at your phone or yawning, he wouldn't pick up that you didn't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> that's what, that's how he strikes me. No social oh, awareness. God. Also, he's eating off your plate actively. Absolutely. <laughs> we learn why Zoro is there. Uh, Helmeppo has this big wolf dog that was basically terrorizing a restaurant and Zoro punched it before it could attack the girl and then punched Helmeppo when he tried to threaten Zoro. Um, and there's a weird shot in this restaurant of it shows Nami and plays a chime and that is literally the entire purpose of her in this scene. So yeah, so we're establishing that she was there like what, three weeks ago or something? Yeah, Oh, no, no, this is, like, before the flashback, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Also, I'm just saying in the in the manga, she does not show up in any of these scenes. She shows up in, like, chapter 8. All these was just... Oh, really? Yeah, all these was just, like... Wait, call, it's not callbacks to Nami. It's just something that, like, Nami's there, even though she didn't show up in the manga, so... Mm-hmm. Do we know what Nami means in Japanese? Because I'm familiar with, like, Konami... Who makes it means like waves basically oh, or cool. wave awesome which hey she's the navigator and the weather person makes sense <laughs> we learned that Zoro is going to be executed tomorrow uh, and then Luffy decides to hit Helmeppo because that's what all the cool people are doing and we just, just, man, just constantly gets punched in the face yeah well he kind of is asking for it do you know who my dad is? <laughs> that's by far. If that if there's ever like a movie, uh, like a live action movie, that's the best part to play. Like that's who you want to play. It, it would be like so J- they Jake Gyllenhaal or someone. <laughs> Do they you know are who making my dad a is? live action One Piece on Netflix. What? Supposedly, yeah. And I will be writing them to cast Jake Gyllenhaal as Helmetpo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we do get to meet Morgan, who is just staring out the window, saying to himself, "I am great," which. Okay. I mean, same. I, all I'm going to say, Captain Morgan wins a tight ship. That's the kind of that's so? the kind of leader I want to be. When I tell you guys to watch the movie About Time, I want you guys to watch the fucking movie so we can discuss it. We're not watching it. 
shit about time. God damn it. All I want you- I also want to be the kind of leader where my subordinates all cheer when I am defeated. Hey. <laughs> whenever I go down, I go down. It's that's what happens. The only redeeming quality of Captain Morgan is I love that he has an axe for an arm, and instead of it just being like an axe put into his arm, the handle like sticks through his elbow. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. The choice to just have 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 him keep the handle still in his arm and it, it, it protrudes past to where it would be an absolute nuisance, I think it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's good. We get a brief flashback from Zoro uh, seeing his childhood friend, uh, Kuina, who we don't have a name for yet, and she's calling him <laughs> weak, basically. That stuff pays off pretty quickly, I think, in the next like handful of episodes. We get to see like the full uh, thing of that flashback in his whole story. Um, Luffy comes and tries to recruit Zoro. Zoro does not want to, but agrees that if Luffy gets his swords back, he'll join his pirate crew. Luffy runs off and Zoro tells him the base is in the other direction, which is the God, only that time. Was really good. But see, this is the only time in the entire series that Zoro is correct about the direction <laughs> someone needs to go. <laughs> he is always <laughs> lost. Oh, yeah. I, no. need to, I need to say something real quick. I need to get something yes, off my please. chest. I think Zoro, uh, cool name. Great, great looking character. Very, very excited for him. From what I saw, he's he seems to, you know, steal a lot of scenes. He is famous for his three sword technique. Now, every time I've seen the three sword technique, what it is is him swinging two swords while a third sword is in his mouth. Uh-huh. I, I don't think that's a technique. I think that's a hindrance. <laughs> I, I think if you, you just don't get the nuance. Yeah, I think if you lose the third sword, you, your mouth is free. You still got your two swords you could actually use. I don't understand. I do not. I think it sounds cool to be like the three sword technique. I think that's like somebody said that in a writer's room and was like, yes, that's it. Keep that. But it makes no sense at all. Well, Adol, what we what would he be doing with his mouth if he didn't have a sword in it? But he doesn't bad talk to anybody. And Salvador, I'll tell you what he'd be doing with his mouth. He'd be going. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you would rather want that than a fucking sword in his mouth? Yeah, you're right. You got me. <laughs> then we'd have to call it a two sword technique. <laughs> I, th- I honestly think the reason it develops is because in his flashback, like, he's training with his friend, and, like, he loses, and he's like, well, she's beating me, so I'm gonna have two swords while she has one, that'll show her, and then he still loses, so he's like, well, fuck it, three swords then, let's go. <laughs> this is how Two Chains was born. <laughs> well, the Marines are raising a statue of Captain Morgan, and Luffy rockets his way up there, and causes the statue to fall and break. Meanwhile, Morgan has ordered the little girl killed and smacks down the lieutenant who refuses. Uh, Luffy grabs Helmeppo and runs off to find Zoro's swords. Nami's just hanging around again. The fact that Captain Morgan wants to kill this girl, this guy's a great leader. This guy knows, like, don't disobey him. I think we have different (laughs) thoughts on a great leader. (laughs) Bad take, bad take. Uh, Luffy uses Helmeppo as a shield when he is confronted with Marines, but eventually finds the swords in Helmeppo's room and makes his way back to the courtyard where Kobe is attempting to untie Zoro, and the Marines show up and fire on Zoro at Morgan's orders. Luffy <laughs> blocks the bullets with his rubber body and again exclaims that he will be king of the pirates. It would be funny if he screams gum gum pistol and he just takes out a gun and it's like, wait, don't... <laughs> Don't you have powers? And he's like, yeah, I just, it gets, it gets uh, cumbersome. Yeah, I could. Episode three, Mer- Morgan versus Luffy. Who's the mysterious pretty girl? Luffy gives his swords back to Zoro and he is like, all right, I guess I'm part of your pirate crew now. 
I was pretty pumped when I because we haven't seen the three sword technique until now, right? Correct. I was very curious how he was going to do this, and I was a little disappointed when he did put it in his mouth. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nah, Malt is way more practical. <laughs> yeah. In all the sword fights I've been in, yeah, I felt like I needed a third sword in my mouth. <laughs> uh, I do like this conversation between Luffy and Zoro because uh, Luffy gives him the sword and is like, "Oh, you can die here, or you can just join my pirate crew." Like, it is like he's like, "Well, you're like the devil's son, Luffy." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as you said, we see Zoro's three sword style where he blocks all the other marine swords at once. Couldn't do that with two swords, so the third is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> we learned that Zoro's dream is to become the world's greatest swordsman, and Luffy's like, yeah, that sounds right, cool. <laughs> Morgan orders all his sh- soldiers to shoot themselves. <laughs> the fact that these soldiers don't do it. And Luffy attacks Morgan. Um, and I really do love the detail that I think it persists for a while where every time Luffy's in a fight, he's holding onto his hat so it doesn't fly off. Yeah, for uh, I legit yeah. thought for maybe an episode and a half or two episodes that the hat was his power. Because anytime it flew mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. or whatever, he'd get super upset and grab it immediately. So I was like, maybe that's the source of his power. And then obviously I learned the history of the, the devil fruit. Yeah. Yeah, I was with you on that same boat for the first episode. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that hat's important. And then, well, it kind of is. But not- it's very important. <laughs> But it's not the source of his power. Right. Luffy is attacking Morgan, and Helmeppo holds Kobe hostage with a pistol to t- try and convince him to stop. And this is the only time I'm going to call out the dub difference. In the original Four Kids version, Helmeppo's pistol is replaced with a hammer on a spring that he has just hovering above Kobe's what head. And fuck? it is the stupidest image oh in the world. Oh my god! I remember that! Oh my god! That was so long ago. I, I was wondering why that so scene stupid. did not look right to me. I was like, I don't remember him holding a gun. I think true to character, he should have held up, instead of a gun, he should have held a piece of paper that says, do you know who my dad is up to his head? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, Luffy smiles at Kobe, and Kobe finally finds his resolve and tells Luffy to keep fighting. He's ready to die. For his for Luffy, I guess, which doesn't really fully fit in with what he's supposed to do, but um, and they've known each other for like two days. It makes sense. Now. Yeah, yeah just Luffy's very charming, except in Adol's party scenario. Then he's the least charming guy. Exactly. Uh, Helmeppo or Luffy punches Helmeppo with a pistol as he's attacked from behind by Captain Morgan, but Zoro cuts him down. It, the least like fanfare a villain gets in the entire series morgan is dispatched zoro then collapses from hunger and we see nami tying up marines and looking for something where she finds what she thinks is a chart of the grand line but it has been stolen by captain buggy who left behind (laughs) a note saying that he took it full stop dead stop yes captain buggy is maybe the greatest character in tv history (laughs) <laughs> this guy will not fight you on this <laughs> this guy's got it all big old clown nose clown makeup he can darth vader people to where they have balls in their throats he can't be cut the captain buggy truly i was grinning ear to ear anytime he was on screen i know he's a villain but this he's such a good villain he i was rooting for him to win whereas like i'm not honestly not that invested in this monkey guy do what you will let's follow your journey his pi- i love that each villain has their own pirate flag with their like symbol on it his pirate flag is like a big skull of crossbones with a big old red nose on it just mm-hmm. all his all his mateys or clowns 
Uh, he wants to kill things flashily. He keeps saying, <laughs> like, I'm, I want to kill someone flashily. You shall all die flashily. Like, this is just, like, chef kiss. Mwah. Don't change a thing. Perfect. As is. Well, it may please you to know that somewhere out there, Captain Buggy is still active yes. trying to follow Luffy. Yes. <laughs> He's going to show up again at some point and be a real piece of shit. This guy rules. Yes, he does. I completely agree. And he's got buggy balls that he shoots on the city or whatever. Like, this is uh-huh. just fantastic. Those things look disgusting. Fantastic. Yeah, they they are feasting after their victory, and Zoro inquires about the crew, to which he learns it is him. <laughs> and he inquires about the ship, to which Luffy points out the window to a dog peeing on his very small boat. Uh, and Zoro's like, God, did I really make this idiot my captain? <laughs> But he's resigned to it now. He, he can't back out. Yeah, he can't back that out. That was me when Sal asked if I wanted to play Raft with him. <laughs> uh, we get a brief explanation of the Grand Line, and Kobe is worried again. Uh, but they'll part ways, but always be friends. Don't worry. Even though they'll be on opposite sides of the law, it'll be nice. I have to imagine Kobe plays a bigger part in this series, because I don't think he was in any future episodes that I saw. No, he shows up occasionally. He hasn't had like any major stuff to date. Gotcha. Um, but it is like a very popular theory that he's going to come in like a big, big way towards the very end. Kobe learns to fight for his beliefs, but might not be able to join the Marines. Uh, the Marines come in and kick them out. Yeah, it, uh, even and- though they, they saved the town because the Marines will assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, they're pirates. <sighs> pirates? Oh, my gosh. Whole gray area. This feel this episode felt like anti-military propaganda. We're just like it just it made it made everyone in, in the Navy and military seem just the worst. And even at the end where they're like kind of kind of respecting Monkey and saluting him, they're like, Well, we're saluting this guy, so no food for three days. And it's like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I think I think you're all gonna die or have severe issues the rest of your life if you do that. Well, Zora was on that cross for like twenty days, so yeah, it, yeah. they'll all be That's dying. fine. That's it's fair. fine. Luffy goads Kobe into punching him and <laughs> really goes ham on him to convince the Marines that they are not together. Kobe is not part of their crew. Luffy just goes and ham. You guys see that shadow yeah. box? Uh, 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 to Kobe. Kobe is then allowed to allowed to join the Marines uh, as they're going to the shore. Zoro's like, man, that was lame. They saw through that. There's no <laughs> way they believe your little show in there. And then Kobe and the Marines... As Adel said, I'll show up to salute Luffy and see him off, and then <laughs> can't eat for three days. I will say I respect the fact that they they the writers made um, Kobe immediately realize what what Monkey was playing at, versus mm-hmm. being like, I thought we were friends, and he like I'll get him, and they end on that bad note. I do enjoy that like right after he got his ass kicked, he's like, oh, he did it on purpose to fool them or whatever it is. So I I, I appreciate that they don't they didn't take the cheap uh, route there. Yeah, this show, the one piece is the friends we made along the way exist for a reason. <laughs> Luffy is like one of your prototypical accidentally becomes friends with everyone protagonists. <laughs> it happens all the time. Um, and they set up, uh, Luffy talks about his Pirate King thing more and Zoro's like, man, you're really obsessed with that, huh? And Luffy kind of sets up episode four, which for the purposes of only being to watch only being able to watch five episodes of one piece we have skipped um 
because it is a flashback to Luffy, which introduces honestly one of the coolest characters of the series, despite how little time he's gotten. Um, and where Luffy got his hat from basically his mentor, the guy he looks up to a bunch mm. who and Luffy. And he, he, so he gives the hat to kid Luffy and basically says, when you become a great pirate and have your crew and all your shit together, you can give my hat back to me then. And that's why it's so important to him. Gotcha. Good to know. So, so everybody, though, if you guys did skip full, make sure to watch full because full is actually really important. But because of yeah how we structured this and because Owens was picking out the episodes, blame Owens. Go to Owens' Twitter for all the blame. <laughs> I wanted to watch episode four, but he said no. He said 37 was more important. I was like, no, 37 is not that important. I'm like, we wanted to listen. I think 37 is pretty important. I love being told I'm wrong about anime on the internet. Guys, it's like my favorite thing. <laughs> One Piece is tearing us apart. <laughs> Leave Luffy alone. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, totally. Go back and watch episode four. It fits everywhere. It's it's a really good episode and Shanks rules. But episode five, a terrifying, mysterious power, Captain Buggy the Clown Pirate. Oh, and at the end of episode four, Luffy saw a bird in the sky and wanted to eat it. So he tried to catch it, and the bird was really big and caught Luffy in his mouth, and that's how him and Zoro got separated. <laughs> Checks out. Uh, <laughs> Nami is being chased by a bunch of other pirates and finds Luffy and calls him boss. Is like, oh, you're here to save me, boss, and then runs away. Um, one of the pirates comes up and punches Luffy um, and does something with his... Oh, punches Luffy's hat off, went, and he puts his hat on, back on and tells him, don't touch my treasure. And takes them all down nami comes back and is like hey you're pretty strong let's team up Luffy's like nah i'm good no thanks <laughs> like she just tried to basically like trick the people into killing him instead of her and then like as she's getting away she's like i wonder if that guy died <laughs> and, then he's, and then he's still alive so she's like wait a second you'd be a great teammate yeah i i mean it's pretty flawless logic honestly sure luffy doesn't want to but nami offers him food so he's on board uh, we meet Buggy. <laughs> the, I love how in this episode, Buggy is like shown so absolutely menacing. And I think probably over the course of the next couple episodes, kind of becomes a buffoon. Oh, that's sad to hear. I mean, I, it, the, it's just so well done. Like clowns as pirates could be such a poor choice and be so stupid. But I feel like they pull it off so well with Captain Buggy. I adore this character. Yeah. Um, when you say buffoon, though, is it more like a lovable kind of thing? Almost like yeah, absolutely. I again, I love Buggy. I think he's great. I wish he would come back more. <laughs> but but every time he shows up, it's a fantastic like him showing up. You're like, oh my god! Yeah, he Buggy. doesn't show up and be like, look at me, I'm the biggest badass to ever exist. Um, but you know, he's kind of he's getting by. He's he's making it work. Yep. Good, good to hear. I, I have to assume that his boat has like. He probably has a small boat, but there's like four thousand crew or something. <laughs> oh my god, that I don't think so. But that is, <laughs> That's and they so come, good. They, uh, they come pouring out. I will, I'm gonna email Oda about how he did his manga wrong. I, I do like the fact that he has. Uh, he doesn't like the fact that uh, people make fun of his nose. Like he keeps mm -hmm. hearing nose. Like, what are you talking about? My, my big red nose. God. Which also a weird thing because him and Elvita both have that, and I think after Buggy, like. That stops being a thing <laughs> where like the villain is like, you, uh, you said something that sounds like it's a thing about my appearance. I'm mad now. Also, his flag is a big red nose. 
Buggy, like, if you don't want people to look at your nose, don't make your flag a big red nose. What are you doing, dude? But it's his nose. He's proud of it. He's (laughs) daring people to mention it. Hmm. He does think someone mentions his nose. And, uh, you know, as I said, goes Darth Vader on him, basically, supposedly. Yeah, when he does this, like, uh, the the Darth Vader chokehold, doesn't it look like there's three balls appear in that guy's throat? Was that just me or what? I I couldn't understand what was happening. I think you're... Yeah, I think it's probably supposed to be like fingerprints, but they didn't want to show the oh, hand yet. Oh, gotcha. But yeah. it, it is wild to me that he has this Darth Vader choke power, and then later he's like, my power is, I cannot be cut. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You also have the chokehold thing. Like, you also can move stuff with your mind. <laughs> well, his, yeah, because his actual power is that he can detach his body parts and move them around. Oh. So he moved a hand to choke the guy, but they didn't want to reveal that yet. Oh, <laughs> that made sense now. I see. I was so confused where I was like, lead with the better power. <laughs> yeah, That's why Zoe got stabbed with that, that hand. Yeah. That's like an X-Men being like, I'm Wolverine. Or, or saying, yeah, I'm Wolverine. And it's like, but you have the powers of Jean Grey. Lead, or Phoenix, lead with that. <laughs> that Phoenix has the better powers. Well, well, it, it, you could say with Wolverine, it's like, oh, I'm Wolverine. I have claws. No, Wolverine, you have like super magic healing. That's your power. The fact you have claws is like a byproduct of what you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we come back to Luffy and Nami. Uh, Nami only steals from pirates. She's not a sneak thief. Which does anyone understand why a sneak thief is an insult? Not really. I was just, like, nodding the whole time. Okay, great, because I don't either. I do, I do like the fact that Luffy's like, a thief is a thief, though. Like, you're still stealing. Mm. So, Robin Hood, you're a fucking thief, dude, okay? I don't care if you steal from the witch. Witch. You're still a thief, uh, Robin Hood. We get Hood. the setup that she needs 100 million berries. Wonder why. And Luffy oh, is that tries... established in this episode? Yes. Uh, I must have missed that. Yeah. So, um, what, so what are, and I'm going to spoil something later. Or I won't spoil it, but I'll, I'll reference it. What are berries? Because later on we Money. we find okay. Because later we hear that someone has a hundred million berries, and they find the hundred million berries, and it's an assortment of bills, coin, and jewels. <laughs> and they go, "Look at these berries!" And I'm like, "Well, those are th- <laughs> those are three separate things, and those three things also already have names." Berries 100%. is the concept of money, I guess. That's so weird. 100% thought berries were actually fucking berries when I was watching so did the same I. Thing. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, they have devil fruit. It would make sense that berries are currency. Would it? Or even current C for my English listeners. Uh, black currant is a <laughs> uh, fruit in the... Uh, never mind. <laughs> also, pirates, navigator. Yeah, never mind. But I really thought that he just sent this little girl on a mission to grab their hundred berries. <laughs> I thought it was that fucking simple. Like I really didn't put anything behind it. It's like my man. I think. Yeah. You, I think what you want is a jar of jelly or jam. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really hard to get. You can only get it in the One Piece. <laughs> Luffy tries to recruit her now, and she's like, "No, I don't want to join you. I hate pirates. I only." And she says, "I only like tangerines and money," which is <laughs> isn't a that a Drake song thing to say? What? Isn't that a Drake song? <laughs> it should be. But she goes to use him again. She'll consider it if he goes and meets Buggy and ties him up. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm tied up. Whatever. Uh, she turns him in and gives the chart back and asks to join Buggy. Love it. They accept. He's like, why am I in a cage? <laughs> Luffy, uh, what? Luffy's really not reading the room. <laughs> what the fuck? Listen, the more anime we watch, the more I'm realizing that the main characters are just like, they just don't read the room ever. Uh, 
They start their welcome party, and they pan back and forth over it a couple times. And my favorite guy in this thing is a man who just has seven large bottles in his mouth all at once. Luffy, meanwhile, is wrapping his arm around the entire thing to try and get some bread. Of course. But it snaps back, and he doesn't get any food. And we get a demonstration of the buggy ball, which basically levels an entire block. But hey, let Zoro know where they are. Um, Buggy is also planning to rule the Grand Line, and Luffy again puts in that he's going to be Pirate King. I swear he says it less later on. <laughs> uh, and they plan to have Nami fire the Buggy Ball at Luffy. Nami gets unsure, or Nami is unsure and starts shaking, and Luffy basically tells her that's what happens when you take on pirates with half-ass resolve to put your life on the line. <laughs> Knowing that she is supposed to kill him, he's like, whatever. The pirate takes the match, or takes the matches and lights the cannon. And Nami assembles her staff and knocks him out. And immediately tries to backtrack and be like, wait, no, I only did that because of the situation. As if that's somehow a good defense. Yeah, she should have said, like, I did it because I wanted to be the one who, who lit it. And that buys her some time, at least. But yeah, she just panics yeah. and she's like, sorry. Uh... Uh, she gets attacked by some pirates and fights them off and then grabs the fuse to smother the flame with her hands so it doesn't go off. Um, she's attacked again, but then Zoro arrives to save the day, as Zoro is wont to do. <laughs> he sees Luffy in the cage and asks him why he keeps playing around. <laughs> and Luffy's like, oh yeah, I got caught by a big bird and now I'm in a cage. It's pretty interesting, right? <laughs> There's a really outstanding moment here where he, where Monkey's in the cage and he's like talking about Buggy showing his powers and he's like, this guy's a monster. And the show itself puts a sign with an arrow to, pointing to Monkey that says Rubber Man. <laughs> which, oh, yeah. Which I like laughed out loud and I was like, this is like a Mel Brooks joke. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. And we do, Zoro has a brief clash with Buggy where we get introduced to his Barabara no Mi or Chop Chop Fruit. Um, where he's like, he's like, yeah, I can't be cut. And eventually stabs Zoro in the back with his detached hand. I do think a Chop Chop Fruit should give you the power to like get things a little quicker or move a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Chop Chop. Hey, you guys knew what you were getting into when you invited me on this show. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not bringing the same heat Salvador does, but I'm trying. <laughs> I sizzle. Yeah, it's okay. We can cut around it. <laughs> no, leave this in. Leave this in. <laughs> All my mistakes stay in. Um, Please cut mine. We don't have that kind of time. <laughs> Luffy insults uh, Buggy's nose, to which Buggy tries to stab him, and Luffy just eats his dagger. Gee, that was pretty good. <laughs> Can't he just rubber man out of this? You know, I was watching that too. I feel like he could just squeeze through those bars. I feel like I've seen this a similar thing. I can't remember if it's a comic or what, but I feel like there's a there's some storyline where Mr. Fantastic um stretches and like his arms get tied in a bow or a knot or something and he can't do anything. <laughs> so I feel like this is similar of like I guess it kind of makes sense that if you're if you stretch and then your your stretchiness is wrapped against you or something, there's not really much you can do. I guess. Do they ever explore if his like teeth and eyes are rubber? No. I don't think so. I don't want to think about his eyes being rubber. That's extremely <laughs> unpleasant. 
I asked because when he catches that knife, he's like, he catches it in his teeth. And I was like, oh, I guess it makes sense that his teeth are like rubber so it doesn't hurt. But then I was like, they didn't really say that. So I'm curious. No, his whole body is rubble. Um, actually, like later on, he's, his blood veins are rubble too. So it's actually really interesting. Hmm. Um, hmm. But uh, the better question is, uh, can he make his penis longer because he's rubble? And the uh, answer huh. is, watch the series because they do it- answer that question. Interesting, and we're sold on this being a better question. <laughs> it is a it is another question. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's well well put. Well put. Uh, although to be fair, that question has been answered by the author himself. <laughs> that's oh no, funny, and it is yes. Oh my! You're gonna spoil everything for them? I, I no, dude. It's I, what? It, it's in the manga. Oda would like answer fan questions, and someone wrote in asking, like, could Luffy's penis stretch? And he just goes, "Yes, he could stretch his penis." Also, when he met the Amazon ladies, they they did something to him. Yeah, I bet that scene's a little weirder now. <laughs> yeah, yes, it does. Luffy and Zoro exchange a look and clearly hatch a plan. Luffy or Zoro goes and flips the cannon around to point it at uh, Buggy and his crew. And now that they have a cannon pointed at them, they can't react in any way except for screaming, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I was a little confused there, too. Like, they didn't even like, try to run or, like, affect the cannon at all. Is You know what? It was a scream. It's an anime, you guys. I don't know what, I don't know what you guys are expecting. It ain't no Citizen yeah. Kane. Anime. It ain't no Citizen Kane. It ain't no Fast and Furious, okay? The, the two pillars of <laughs> the two film. pillars <laughs> of all film. Remember when Vin Diesel is driving Rosebud? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> T- talking about family. <laughs> oh my god! Has Fast and Furious ever had a sledding scene? No, they. Sh- here's my here's my ideas. One, they should make a Christmas special that's absolutely sleds, and it's like they have to Santa's sleigh broke down, and they have to like soup it up or deliver presents, and they all split up and they accomplish it. Two. The f- whenever they decide to end this franchise, which has to be, I'm sure, in the 20s or something, late teens, they need to do Fast and Furious Goes to Hell, and they have to, like, drive out of hell. And I think that's the only way for that franchise <laughs> okay. to end. Adol, I'm just going to say, I'm on board. I love that first idea. Thanks. I love them helping Santa Claus. That just sounds fantastic. Thank you. Some say that might be the only good thing you put out this podcast. Ooh. <laughs> and some would be wrong. <laughs> uh, some would be wrong. <laughs> his views do not represent us. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the cannon fires, <laughs> and the episode ends there. And unfortunately, Buggy does not wrap up in the next episode. It takes like three or four more to wrap up this little Buggy arc, I think. So we couldn't get through the whole thing. So instead, only having five episodes, really wanted to get into what One Piece is and what kind of sets it apart. So we jumped to episode 37. Not my choice, you guys. Not my choice. This is my choice. If it's a completely stupid idea, I take full... Yeah, I'll take full responsibility, sure. And this... The reason I want to include this is it's, like, such a defining episode for so many fans of the series. And I'll explain why as we get into it. Um, But before we do, like, do you guys have any questions about, like, the setup or anything? I assume it was at least a little bit confusing. Uh, It was a little confusing, but I will say that that episode 37 was to me the most impactful and like the best the best storytelling and like it had the most most emotional heft to it so i did very much appreciate that i got to see it and and i think that episode made me be like oh now i'm 
very invested in this and now I actually enjoy Nami and like see what's going on with her versus her just showing up and I'm like what is she she's just always around like what's her deal mm-hmm. so I I did appreciate that we got to see that cool yeah I made a couple of assumptions like I guess going into 37 like hey those look like two new crew members I guess I guess she's part of the crew now you know yep so ju- just the quick uh setup is that Arlong came over came and took over this village when Nami was like eight or ten or something and the flashback is like the episode before I think where we see the whole story um and Arlong literally murders Nami's adoptive mother right in front of her (laughs) and then Nami goes and joins them and to get the hundred million berries to set the village free so we do start off with that brief flashback where Arlong is talking about his agreement with like with uh, young Nami and we see a quick montage of her stealing stuff and then uh, the Marines with the little mouse man leading the charge arrive at Nami's orchard to confiscate her treasure I do I did appreciate that captain guy who's wearing the mouse ears (laughs) or just it looks so stupid but at the same time his laugh was so interesting where he's like where I was like I I don't know I kind of like this guy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a lot of the characters have unique laughs yeah. in this show. It's kind of a thing. I like it. I love Olong. Olong is one of my favorite characters, and I love how he dresses because he is wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt with a sun tattoo and fucking some shorts on. Is a dope as fuck. That's what I'm saying. I think Zoro he had swapped a Hawaiian shirt too, didn't he? In this episode, yeah, he has. Uh maybe. Yeah, yeah, has he has? They were all just fucking casual. Yeah, they're both just chilling, man. <laughs> Nami plays the Arlong card, not knowing that they are under Arlong's thumb, and but they just ignore her and start to search around, and she flies into a rage and starts attacking the Marines and calls them out for uh, kowtowing to pirates, basically. Ev- then, eventually, Pinwheel Guy speaks up, whose name is Gen, and reveals that they've always known about Nami's goal, but if they had revealed that they had hope that she would accomplish it, she would never escape from Arlong. I'm going to say uh, the pinwheel. Fantastic character design. I fucking love the pinwheel. And the pinwheel is like a big thing in uh, in the show. Like, yeah, I don't remember when um, it happened. But I, there was, I think, a specific scene where um, Luffy was just staring at the pinwheel guy as he's walking down the thing. And he's like, yeah. I think I thought of a new attack. I think, didn't he say that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nojiko comes in. Nojiko is Nami's uh, adoptive sister as well and starts yelling at the Marines as well. And we now confirm that they are working for Arlong because he specifically drops that they're looking for 100 million berries and they find Nami's stash. Uh, Nami charges at the colonel um, and Gen and Nojiko try to hold their back, which causes Nojiko to end up getting shot. They go to find a doctor and then we see Luffy thinking about how cool the pinwheel is and how he yeah, thought it was attack. Uh, do we get more Nochiko beforehand? Uh, yeah. She's a great character. The, the whole Arlong arc is fantastic. Luffy comes over and offers to help, but Nami just tells him off and tells him to go away, basically, and runs away. Uh, oh, I do and, have one question for you. Yeah, please. Um, why haven't they left yet? Or is she? she's part of the crew now, right? Yeah. To, to them, she's part of the crew. Gotcha, and so he's just kind of waiting for her to get her kind of shit together, or what's going on exactly with them, other three, right? Basically, yeah, they're they're okay. just like they're not going to leave without Nami. Yeah, and then <laughs> Luffy goes and pouts like, "Man, I don't know what her problem is." Again, cannot read the room. Dude, her Nami... entire life is just like <laughs> taken from her. Right here. Yeah, 
like literally all like from age of whatever up until now she had just been stealing to try to get this money ready to go yeah i don't know this yeah. <laughs> nami confronts arlong and he feigns ignorance until she runs off again i'm just saying arlong has not broken his word nami protect your shit battle arlong is a pirate <laughs> that's all like of course he's not gonna make it where you gonna hand him 100 million berries you know now that you say something though how the fuck did they just like hey this bush looks funny like <laughs> you know, how did they find that shit I mean, would you have wanted a whole episode of them digging around until they no, eventually but, find like, it? That was still just like, hey, this bush looks funny, and then they just, hey, I found it. Yeah. Arlong says that if she runs off, he's going to kill everyone, so she immediately runs off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they say that, and they joke, like, they're not going to let her go until she surveys all the world seas, which uh, actually ends up being her dream, ironically enough, because all the Straw Hats have a dream they want to accomplish. Yeah, I remember the kind of laughing while I was watching that guy. <laughs> he was like, it's going to take her years. <laughs> uh, we get a brief scene of the other two crew members, Usopp, the guy with the big nose, and Sanji, the guy with the curly eyebrow and the hair over his eye. Uh, Usopp is the crew's sniper and temporary helmsman. Uh, his dream is <laughs> basically to become brave, which... Uh, it's like a Wizard of Oz situation. Yeah, kind of. And Sanji is the crew's cook, who, and his dream, he's he's kind of cool, because he only fights with his feet, because chefs need their hands. Uh, his dream is to find all blue, which is, I guess is an ocean that has the best fish or something. Yeah, so he can cook, like, the best fish. Also, uh, as I was saying, full kids, so Sanji smokes, which everybody knows smoking makes you 10% cooler, but don't smoke kids, because smoking is bad for you, and will kill you. But uh, when the full kids came out, they did smoking's like a bad thing. We all know. They put a lollipop in Sanji's hand instead of a cigarette. That's pretty funny. And I fucking love the lollipop. I was like, and this, this is the guy, guy with the blonde hair, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this guy's dope as fuck. But he has a lollipop in his hand, and he fights people with a lollipop. Did he actually <laughs> use it in combat too? No, he doesn't use it in combat. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, and then they all go to meet up with Luffy. And meanwhile, the villagers are rallying to arms. They've had enough. They're going to go challenge Arlong because they took all Nami's money. Nami tries to stop them and pretends to be all cheery. Uh, Gen hugs her and tells her, uh, you can stop now, and tells her to leave. As a, a sad oh. reprise of the theme song plays. Uh, Nami threatens them all with their dag- with her dagger and tells them they'll all die. Uh, Gen grabs the dagger and is basically like, we know, it's fine. And the villagers just rush past her. She falls to her knees, crying, and then I think this is the scene we're all thinking of. Oh, yeah. Yep. Shouts out. I uh, So I actually split the, uh, the first three I watched sub, and then the last two I did watch dub just to like listen to the different voices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And shouts out to the voice actor for the dub on this part. I'm assuming the sub's just as good, but holy shit. Yeah, it's uh, unset. Dude, The cr- when she's just crying, it sounds unsettling. It doesn't sound like TV show crying. No, it sounds like they're truly upset. Just brutal. Just brutal. Yeah. Uh, she is screaming Arlong over and over again and stabbing herself in her Arlong tattoo. Uh, before Luffy shows up and grabs her hand and 
stops her. Nami again tries to shoo him off, telling him he doesn't know ever he doesn't know anything. And he's like, Yeah, I know. But you know, you told me stuff. It's like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. Just being dumb old Luffy. Uh she's trying to tell him off and just like limply shuffling sand at him before eventually saying, Help me. Nami or Luffy puts his hat on Nami, which I hope you guys now understand the significance of that gesture. Oh yeah. I'm just kind of very excited that someone like a character in anime asked for help. Mm. Just based on some of our previous watchings. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's quite refreshing. He walks a little bit away and says and screams, "Of course I will." Also Nami remembers the don't touch my treasure bit. Oh, about the hat. Yeah. He walks past Zoro, Sanji, and Usopp, all looking like kind of pissed off, and just says, "Let's go!" And they all just go, "Yeah." I was fucking hyped. Yeah, and and like this scene is why I wanted to do thirty-seven, if I may, <laughs> do my One Piece TED talk. For sure. Because this is like the the heart of what One Piece becomes. It's a lot of when you. At this point, the fights are cool, but you want to see him beat up Arlong because it's fucking personal now. (laughs) You are hyped for... This guy deserves it. Yeah. And that's what's exciting. And it happens so much, and there's so many good moments of just, like, displaying the bond between the crew and even people that they bond with along the way who don't end up joining the crew. Um... It just all feels so good, and when all like for as slapsticky and goofy as One Piece can be, when it gets to this stuff, when it needs to be heavy and weighty, it makes that shift so perfectly. And there's so much crying in One Piece; <laughs> they cry so much. I didn't, I didn't see him afterwards, but I hope they also catch that mouse guard guy and just like pulverize him. Oh, I I don't actually remember what ends up happening with him, but he shot I a he surprised. shot a woman in the back. Like, let's please just like destroy this dude. Yeah, I there's a dark part of me that wants to rewatch some One Piece, but I can't commit type to that. Yeah, there's a fun thing that happens multiple times where uh, somebody will like just try and cut monkey or shoot him or whatever, and then they cut to whatever villain and they just go, "What is he?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's just such a funny phrase. Unfortunately, that does fall away as he gains notoriety and everyone knows who Straw Hat Luffy is. That's his pirate name. I kind of enjoy that, right? That's that's really good world building. Yeah, that's world building. Yeah, that's his pirate name is Straw Hat Luffy. Everybody has a pirate name when they... Straw Hat Luffy. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So what do you guys think, Addo and Anthony? Um, Yeah, I would say... I'm going to say uh, A-. minus. I thoroughly enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I'm definitely going to attempt to watch more of it. I don't know if I'll ever complete what's out there, but I'm going to attempt to watch more of it because it's piqued my interest. Can't watch a thousand episodes? The reason it got an A- minus versus a straight-up A or even an A+, plus is because of the mouth sounds and, <laughs> and this sort of like weird mouth and food fixation. And I, I just I can't abide. I can't, I can't support perverts. Oh! Oh wow! <laughs> it's a you realize take. this is an anime podcast, right? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we realized that two people in this uh, podcast listen to your show about pole votes and stuff like that, right? Uh, 
I uh, yeah, will I would... be unsubscribing from the Patreon. <laughs> I, I think I think literally the last Hey Riddle Riddle episode we started with we are perverts bum ba dum bum 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 and I completely forgot about that until just now and I feel like a fool and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's pretty good. Apology uh, accepted, dude. I was a big fan of this. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna enjoy the gum gum fruit, different mm-hmm. kind of things with that, and the pirates and everyone fighting for uh, the Grand Line, right? That's what's called. Yep. Yeah, and looking for the One Piece and stuff, and it's very nice to see like the kind of lovable, goofy protagonist who, like, like we just uh, talked about, has that emotional side for his crew, and it seems com- like he may not fully understand what he's defending. But we as an audience know that this is completely worth his time and effort. Mm-hmm. And like it, the stakes are pretty fucking high and it feels really well deserved. Uh, I'm assuming if I watch all of it, I'll even be more invested. But I am going to definitely start watching One Piece. I feel like I've accomplished something here today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there is a little bit more to the episode. It's basically them just walking and guys be like, we need to wait for them to show up. They're going to change the destiny of the entire world or whatever. Oh, yeah. The two guys. Yeah, Johnny and Yosaku are their are names, the I group? believe. They are not. Okay. Yeah, any any final th- uh, closing thoughts or questions or anything, one piece or otherwise? No, really enjoyed it. Thank you guys for having me on. I would, if people are debating whether or not to watch it, I would say absolutely. It's a, it's a great mix of like comedy, action, and legit emotional um, weight. I, I really enjoyed it. Sure. Adel, anything you would like to talk about or plug? Um, the one thing I would like to talk about is that saying a better question is, does his penis stretch? I, I, have, to, I have to stand by the fact that that was not a better question. Um, uh, if that got cut out, then I'm making no sense, but I have to trust that it got left in. Oh, I'm saddle. I'm, I'm sorry, Adel. Ba-ba-da-ba-da-da-da. Did you just call me saddle? Yeah, because I <laughs> I wanted to like I was trying to rush my words. It didn't work out at all. My bad, dude. I I don't like being called out at all. Can we stop calling like, me out? Has anyone ever called you saddle as an insult? Like like you're a sad sack, but Adel's a saddle. Oh my um, god, that's so good. Saddle. I took it as that. I took it as that was Salvador's and I's couple name. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. When was, people inevitably, saddle, inevitably yeah. start shipping you guys. Oh yeah. Literally. I mean, we are, yeah, it is the anime world, so it'll happen. Uh, what I'd like to plug is I do a few podcasts. If you want to check out Hello from the Magic Tavern, Hey Riddle Riddle, um, or I also have a new podcast that comes out soon called Hey Tavern Tavern, which is basically Hey Riddle Riddle on Magic Tavern. Uh, so I have those three shows. Check them out. And, um, yeah, thank you so much again for having me. Oh, thank you so much yeah. for coming in, Adol. We appreciate it Anytime. so much. Yeah, we, we do appreciate it. Anytime. Truly a great time. Thank Hell you yeah. so much. Thank you. And you have my information if you ever want me to be in your <laughs> podcast or anything like that. Anything I, like that, I absolutely don't. I absolutely don't. <laughs> <laughs> I met you an hour and a half ago when we started recording. I don't. I, I couldn't pick you out of a lineup of two people. <laughs> I see a little avatar in the Discord, and I couldn't possibly know if that's you or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, for us, we have all our stuff at the, after the ending music. So thanks for joining us. We will not be doing more One Piece. <laughs> so sorry if you're looking forward to that. But uh, I guess see everyone next time on My First Anime. Yeah. Yeah.
Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games. Well, sometimes multiplayer games. Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey. Also, always a zero. And my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dark photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And sit you. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first Anime. anime.